Chaotic Nonsense features adult and potentially triggering themes surrounding true crime, history, the paranormal, and whatever else we want to talk about. Descriptions of violence and curse words are abundant. Please, for the love of Brando Sando, do not let your children listen and heed our trigger warnings located at the beginning of each episode and in the show notes. Keep yourself and your loved ones safe. We love you. This episode is brought to you by Vin. She's not paying us. We just really like her. I'm Scoot. I'm Della. And this is... Chaotic, Chaotic nonsense. nonsense. Today's fun fact is that the man who created the Pringles can, his name is Frederick John Bauer. He went by Fred. He, when he died, he had some of his ashes placed into a Pringles can and had them buried in the Pringles can. Old Freddie Bauer. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is we could dig up his ashes and put Thomas Paine's bones in them? Perfect hiding spot. For super spookiness. Perfect hiding spot. But seriously, though, that is, that is the perfect way to maintain a brand. <laughs> it really is. That is so on it brand. It really is. Like, I, I was afraid you were going to tell me something crazy like the cornflakes were made to stop masturbation when you started talking about no. I mean, this is also but I shit, did, but, like, in a completely different direction. Oh, what did he say? I did have to explain that to, to B the other day. What were we talking about? Hold on. Let me look. Because he was like, what the fuck? He was saying, he was talking about something, some type of fun fact. And I was like, okay, but you do you know why Kellogg's were invented? And he said something about, like, oh, for, like, a mental institution or something. And I was like, no. no. Well, I mean, they, they was actually you a invented institution for doing too much of it, I guess. Back then, yeah. But they were actually invented to stop masturbation at this weirdo, like, wellness retreat cult. for men. You could just and say he cult. was like, yeah, he was like, what the fuck? Yep. Kellogg's are cult. Oh, hell, oh, this is what it was. This is what it was. He texted me. He said the conspiracy theory that the cereal industry is sexist because there are no female cereal mascots. Because he told me he went down a random conspiracy theory wormhole. And I was like, what? Like, you have to talk to me about this. And I was like, okay. And again, but why was it invented? And then when I told him, he just goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's no female serial mascots, because if people are that horny for Tony the Tiger, they go crazy over a cartoon with, with, you know, serial mascot with boobs. Uh, what is that rule? Rule 30, rule 34. 34. Yeah, it's rule 34. If it exists, there shall be porn of it. I'm, I'm sure that there is a Tony the Tiger with big ass tiger titties out there somewhere. Have you ever heard of this little website called deviantart.com? You mean the thing that drove our childhood and ruined <laughs> DeviantArt and Quizilla. Our childhood innocence. Oh, dear God. Back when Tumblr allowed porn. Yep. Like, oh, Lord. All right. Um, okay, so we, 
For this episode, we are in true crime territory. And this is, this is a very recent true crime thing that actually happened in Northern Virginia not too long ago. So that's fun. Can you, can you start this podcast with banjos? Instead of like our, instead of like our Stranger Things synth, can we do like... Virginia ain't that country! <laughs> Parts of it are. Not up here in Northern Virginia. Like, yeah, when you get, like, farther south, like, it suddenly, like, looks like back home and it freaks me out. But, like, up where I live? Nah, bro. Like, oh, these people... Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. And this was... Well, where this mind. was? Nah, this is not... Okay. This ain't country at all out here. I'm the countryest thing on my fucking street. Are you fucking... All right. <laughs> so, a woman... By then, um, trigger warnings are going to be financial and emotional abuse. Okay. A woman by the name of Chaya Sue M. Now, I'm saying it. I don't know how to actually say it. Okay. It's, it's a lot of letters happening. I'm doing my best. Um, so, whomst is this person? Well. Whomst. The, <laughs> whomst. The fun fact is nobody really fucking knows. Okay, I'm real live. Nobody really fucking knows. Supposedly, her real name is Sua M. Chea. Maybe, possibly. Not 100%. All that we know, really, is that her um, she's originally from Malaysia. She's approximately 59 years old. And when she was entering the U.S., she used the name Lee Sao Hung. That's the name that she gave to the U.S. authorities. All right, so then why okay. why the fuck do we care about this person, Scoot? Um, she's a fucking scammer and a con artist. Oh, really? And it's amazing, okay? All right. First, I was really expecting this to be a murder. I'm glad this no. is a, um, oh. I'm glad this is a, a, a scammer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 2004 was the first time she ever got arrested in the United States. She was convicted of burglary, auto theft, and identity theft in Monrovia, California for stealing her landlord's name and driver's license to buy a BMW. Now, <laughs> hell yeah, babe. This is a thing that she does a lot. It's her favorite thing to do is to, she really likes cars, and she really likes other people's names. Okay? I don't blame her. <laughs> she was arrested again in 2011 in Monterey Park, California, when she wrote a bad $350,000 check under the name Claudia Lee to buy back a diamond ring that she had originally pawned for $100,000, which sounds like a fucking steal. Like, this is the most ridiculous, like, you pawn a v you pawn the ring for $100,000, and then you go back and, and rebuy it with fake money. And try to rebuy it with a bad check for $350,000. It's just fucking big brain time, man. Jeez Louise. Um, a year later, she's calling herself Teresa, and she stole the identity of a roommate. And under that name, she opened a bank account, cashed out a life insurance policy, and <laughs> sold her roommate's two cars 
to buy a new car. Jesus. Which is like, you just sold two cars. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? What what does she need all this money for? Oh, we gonna get into it. Um, okay. So she used the name Teresa, or not the name Teresa, I'm sorry. She used that roommate's name for over a full year. as She moved into a group house out here in Northern Virginia. And then her roommate started incurring debt on credit cards that she never actually opened. And then she was hunted down by the IRS for taxes on casino jackpots that she claimed she never won. And then she started racking up uh, parking tickets and like traffic tickets in a vehicle that she didn't own. Wow. And it's like, I would feel insane if that started happening to me. Like, I would be like, am I sleepwalking? Like, do I have another personality? Like, what the fuck is happening? So, yeah, I would be freaking out. 2016. The roommate contacted the police in Northern Virginia about a speeding ticket. And when you get a speeding ticket in certain areas of Northern Virginia, I'm not sure about, like, all over the country. I would assume this would be a thing in major metropolitan areas. But sometimes you'll get a footage from, like, a traffic cam. Right? Uh -huh. It's like a picture of your car or whatever vehicle um, it is. And it's just a printout that you get in the mail with your ticket. Um, and this image, she recognized the person driving the car as her quote-unquote mother figure behind the wheel of a 2017 Porsche with a Shih Tzu in her lap, who apparently the Shih Tzu's name was Sushi. So, oh my God, that's I amazing. Love this bitch. But what had happened was that she had used the roommate's name when she was pulled over at least four times, all in Ferraris and Porsches registered under random dudes' names. Oh my God. So she's like playing all sides. Dog. This is incredible. Wild. All right. So, who are these random dudes, Scoot? Funny you should ask that. They're literally just random dudes that she's met. Uh, anyone that she could get under her spell, anyone that she could convince and connive and manipulate. Um, court records say that her victims included a chef, a trainer, multiple manicurists, and also an appointee of a Virginia governor. So. Okay. Um, and I just want to take a quick second just to firmly mention that I have not seen anything alluding into any kind of sexual relationship between her and these men. The way that they describe the relationship is more like super close friends, an older sister, a mother figure. There has not been any kind of allegations that were sexual in nature. All of the abuse, from what I can gather, is simply just your standard, I don't want to say standard, but emotional and financial abuse, which can be just as damaging, but because you have an older female and you're, most of her victims were younger males, I just want to make sure that we are not getting, like, our lines crossed. Yeah. On this. Um, all right. So, dude number one. We're gonna call him AP because this happened, again, like, this is, like, 2015. So, this is, like, six years ago, and I feel real squiggly about it, so we're using nicknames for all of the victims. Um, all right. He met her in 2015 when he was working as a chef at a Houston restaurant. 
She was, again, going under a roommate's name, and she drove up in a drop-top red uh, Ferrari with California plates. You know, just, like, real casual. Yeah. You know, just as you do on a random Sunday afternoon or whatever. Um, I mean, if I had Ferrari, that's what I would do. (laughs) Apparently, they bonded over their hatred of the city and their spontaneous natures which is like such a weird thing to like bond over like oh i'm so random and spontaneous like, xd waffles like a... i hate this town exactly like such a weird thing and they weren't we weren't still doing that in 2015 right like we stopped like the kids yeah 2015 okay. yeah 2015 they weren't doing that anymore thank god oh my goodness um all right so ap said uh for someone as rich as she claimed to be that she was wonderfully down to earth uh super nice helpful um she ended up putting a car under his name and convincing him to just rack up a ton of debt for her over the course of like only a couple weeks couple months wow she's 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 fucking quick with it fucking quick with it dude um he says at that point that she became harsh and amount and demanding it it honestly sounds like any other abusive relationship that I've been a part of. Um, yeah. And this is this is just the thing that she does. This is the thing that abusers do. They, like, pull you in by being super, super nice. And then they just become super mean. And, like, you don't really understand what was happening. Like, it sucks major donkey dicks. Like, I'm so sorry for the, when people go through with that. Um, he moved to L.A. with her to, quote, unquote, start a nonprofit. Wow. Yeah, the nonprofit was uh, giving money to her. Her pockets. Yeah, there's no other information. I don't know. Uh, she coached him on how to talk to the police if they asked about her, telling him that she maintained multiple identities because she worked for the CIA. This is, again, something that she says a lot, either that she worked for the CIA or the government, she's some type of weirdo spy person, or that people are after her and she's, like, using fake names to keep her family safe, and it's just like, oh, sure, Jan. Yeah, sure, Jan. Like, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, okay, so you're, you're fucking crazy, please get away from me. Like, no, I'm not. Even up here, there's fucking, like, the FBI or whatever CIA headquarters are, like, somewhere around here and i still wouldn't fucking believe you um she when (laughs) he says that the avenue of the least resistance when you were dealing with her was just to go deeper which is like that hurts my heart so much to hear somebody else saying that because i i feel that feel that hard so she meets his family and Apparently, she super charmed them. Like, they loved her. Uh, She said that she wanted, quote, simple and modest pleasures, end quote. Sure, Jan. Sure. The fuck ever you say. Uh, She left him with about $250,000 in debt, which he then had to write off by going completely bankrupt. And she took money from his parents. And now him and his parents... Don't have a relationship. They're estranged. Wow. I sincerely hope that he is okay. Um, yeah. Financial abuse is... It's not fun to go through. And I just... My heart hurts for him. Um, no further information on that. Uh, dude number two. Dos. Calling him JR. 
JR was then the Virginia government's uh, governor's assistant commerce secretary. Okay, okay. When he met her. And she persuaded him to invest $300,000 in a Nigerian oil venture. And, like, bro, like, did you have to use Nigeria? Wow. Like, did you? There's a whole ass planet. You could have used any other country, but you had to use Nigeria. Um, apparently, she had, like, a whole gag of fake documents to back up her fucking shit. And sounded like she knew exactly what she was talking about. Fucking crazy. She even introduced him to a Washington football player at a Porsche dealership. Which is, like, the weirdest situation. Like, you're with the Virginia governor's assistant commerce secretary and you're like at a Porsche dealership for some reason and you're like hey I know this football player and his agent and you guys just all like chop it up shoot the shit at a Porsche dealership you you would think that eventually these like supercar dealers would figure out what's going on because there's not very many of those across the country Uh, well Around D.C., there's there's a lot of those type of dealerships. Like, they're just kind of scattered around in all the cities, like Alexandria and Arlington. And I mean, we I mean we, we've got we've got like, a fair amount down here, but I mean the <laughs> still, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I I used to work at. Um, the mechanic shop for a BMW dealership out here. And I can, I'm not surprised at all. All of them motherfuckers care about is, are you going to buy this car? Am I going to get commission on it? They don't give a shit about anything. That's true. Um, (laughs) she, she was also playing this particular football player and his agent at this point in the story. She got them to participate into what was supposed to be a bid to buy the Wizards, the Washington Wizards, which is the basketball team up here. And like, okay, listen, listen, I'm not a sports person. I only watch the sports ball because B is a super, super into Uh basketball. It's the only reason I have this information, but I can tell you. On the list of basketball teams that I would want to purchase. They are not anywhere. The fucking Washington Wizards are at the bottom of the list. They cannot... The tickets to their games... The t- this is a national NBA team. They're like $10. I've never even heard of them. 10 bucks, And they just lost John Wall, who was their best player... Which, he was their best player, and he still just, like, he was just out partying in D.C. every night. Like, you could go into D.C. and show up at one of the clubs, and, well, John Wall is here. Like, it was a whole thing, and they just lost him. They couldn't win with him. The fuck are y'all gonna do now? Why would, I would never want to buy them. Get the fuck out of here. You can buy them with $10 and some fucking Chick-fil-A coupons. Like, one of those Sonic flip books. Yes! <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, anyway, so apparently she got sick at some point and JR visited her in her hospital room and he saw flowers with a card that appeared to have been signed by President Obama. What? 
now <laughs> he just kind of thinks and assumes now that she just like sent them to herself, which is just like so sad and hilarious to me of like you had to keep up this ruse of your life. And it's you you have to go so far into it that you have to send yourself car a card and flowers from President Barack oh Obama. God. I'm fucking hilarious, dude. Um he called her a quote unquote very personable lady and said it was hard not to be friends with her, which is an abuse. A, a tactic that abusers use a lot. They're always really charming and, like, nobody can believe that she's this way. He, he said that she, quote, um, was always creating, manipulating a fictitious situation and environment. She was a master of that, end quote. Which, again, honestly, it's not that difficult to manipulate most people. Um, so that's not that surprising. But it is surprising that she was able to manipulate this level yeah. of people on such a regular basis. It's like she just, she just, she had everything worked out, bruh. Everything worked out. Um, so obviously he kind of picks up on the fact that this Nigerian oil venture is probably not actually happening so he starts asking for his investment back he's like i don't want to be a part of this and she put him off with talk of her plans to build a training facility for the wizards just like what the fuck like yeah they need it yeah. but like where is this coming from like and it's not like dc is like a huge like it's not like la of like you can't possibly know right. everyone or something like it's not that big of a place but like she's supposedly doing all of this and you're you work with virginia's governor and you can't just like ask someone <laughs> it's just uh, insane to me um she she reminds me of a street musician <laughs> like don't watch that hand yeah. look at this one and like the only thing I kept thinking while I was reading through this of, like, where's Toph? Oh, right. Like, yeah, you man. know, where she, like, like, just fucking. All right. Third dude. We're calling him LJ. LJ was her boxing instructor. Uh, she knew him for a little while, and then she just one day bought him a Porsche, which is, like, I would be so concerned if someone showed up that I, I, isn't, like, a part of my family or dating me, and they were just like, hey, here's a Porsche. Like, how am I supposed to tell my wife about For this? who? Like, no thank you. No thank you, I don't want that. So she told him that he should pursue his dream of owning a gym. So essentially, she just did, like, the abuser playbook, right? She love-bombed him, she brought him, bought him an expensive gift, and then she went and she validated these dreams that she had. And, like, obviously he had a lot of respect for her, so when somebody that you have a lot of respect and love for tells you, like, hey, this thing that you've been thinking about doing for a long time, I think you should do it, you should jump on it, you should, you could do this, like, you could make it work like there's oh my god that's the worst feeling mm -hmm. in the world when somebody tells you to do that and you realize that they're only doing it to manipulate you um and he says from there it was just a total nightmare and he felt absolutely obligated to do anything that she needed at any time which just a real quick psa you ain't ever obligated mm -mm. to do shit for anyone 
Mm-hmm. But she bought me a Porsche. I will drive that Porsche off a fucking mountain. I do not give a shit. One less knickknack. Like, you do not ever have to do that. It, it seriously breaks my heart that these people were so just broken down due to her. So she would apparently wake him up in the middle of the night and demand that he drive her to meetings with oil executives who were apparently still on African time. Again, why are you... Anyway, and... Apparently none of these business deals ever panned out. She just didn't know why. And like, I wish a bitch would wake me up in the middle of the night. Ugh. Be like, drive me to this meeting. Bitch, if you don't get you a Uber. Why don't like, you buy yourself a Porsche? Right. Where's your vehicle? Who the fuck are you talking to right oh now? God. It sure as hell ain't me. Oh my God. God damn, um, she, again, she, she makes up all of these wild stories and claims about her, her parents. She told him that her dad died in a plane crash that was orchestrated by terrorists when they were hijacking a plane. And his defense was that it was such a detailed story, like, who would make that up? Her! People! That's crazy. He kept her in his life for about a year, and then he just cut off all contact, which, like, good for you, my dude. Proud of you, but also, can you a fucking year with this? Some people, you know, I mean, it's hard. It is so hard, and I've been there. People, I mean, genuinely for everyone, it's it's hard. Yeah, no, I've been there, but I just my heart breaks because I'm like, man, you did this shit for a fucking year. Yeah, like I am so sorry. I okay, but she, so she wasn't just doing all of this in the United States. Okay, so before she even came to the United States, she was doing this shit back in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um. There was an, a victim a victim by the name, um, he was an accountant, we're going to call him LBT. His partner introduced him to her back in 97. Uh, she later conned him out of 150,000 Malaysian ringgit. Today, 150,000 of the ringgits is about 36, a little over 36,000 United States dollars. Wow. So still, that's... That's a good amount. She So she told him that his partner was in deep financial trouble and that she couldn't help him immediately because she didn't have the money, but she gave him a post-dated check. Oh. So it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is such a fucking stereo. Well, and this was back in 97, so like. Oh, if checks had more power back then. Mm-hmm. But she told him that he couldn't mention it to his partner because it would hurt his male pride. He can't tell him I'm doing this for you. So he didn't. And he just said that he was totally convinced. So he issued a check in that same amount for the partner. And then in front of him, she called the secretary and asked for the bank account number so that she could transfer the money to him. And two weeks later, the check bounces 
and she becomes completely untraceable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, there was another person in Malaysia that claims that he gave her 620,000 ringgits, uh, which she told him a friend was in financial trouble and, like, needed help. Um, she also told him that she was friends with the owners of these companies, and the money itself would most likely end up as, like, an investment. So he's going to make money off of helping her out and loan her this money. Right. She got him to sign what's called a, quote-unquote, hire purchase for a BMW under his child's name. Oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you ever do that? No. Uh, and then, of course, none of it pans out. She leaves with the BMW. Like, he lost 600,000 ringgits. Um, he is quoted as to saying, I think she practices black magic and uses voodoo or something like that, end quote. <laughs> apparently, she has tons of victims in Malaysia, and apparently they all believe this. Wow. They're just like, yeah, she's a witch. Like, no, it's just psychology. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Um, got played. Apparently, in 2002, she was arrested in Malaysia and quote-unquote remanded. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, they had to get, like, private investigators to find her because they couldn't. They didn't know where she was. Um, and the police released her, but no one knows why. So, obviously, <laughs> she charmed the police. it's because she used... It's, it's because she used magic. She apparently just took a ton of people's money to her. Like, they arrested her and everything, but they didn't actually, like, lock her accounts or, like, clear out her accounts or anything. So she just took all this money and then just, like, fled to the United States under this name of a random person. Um, and that's how she was able to basically pretend... To be rich when she made it over here. She was living off of the money of her victims from Malaysia. Until she could get new US victims. Who apparently were just... Everyone's just fucking charmed by her. Um, all the Malaysian victims got together and like became friends. And apparently hounded the authorities to arrest her again. They wrote letters to police. They wrote to the immigration department and the attorney general's chambers and the prime minister's office about her. Um, nothing's really happened so far. But yeah, apparently they just have like, I don't know, seminars. Wow. Of <laughs> like being best friends because they all got fucked over by this lady. That's um, hilarious. All right, so the arrest and the trial. You know the pic of her in her roommate's car? Yeah. With, like, the dog and yeah. her laugh? That's what got her. Really? That's what That's what brought the whole fucking thing down. All right? This is her syphilis. <laughs> this is her tax evasion <laughs> that brought her down. Um, at the time she was arrested, she was renting a uh, $14,000 a month high-rise in the on the Santa Monica Boulevard in LA under the name of a friend's unwitting mother. Wow. Can you imagine? Fourteen thousand dollars wow. a month. Wow. On rent. Is there a gold toilet? Is the toilet paper made of Trump's yeah, face? Like, like what in the fucking world am I paying? Fourteen thousand dollars? 
girl, my my belly hurts. I feel like cheaty. Like, I. Anyway, according to court records, the woman entered the U.S. from Malaysia on a visitor's visa under the name uh, Sao Hung Lee in 2001. But she is not Sao Hung Lee. The real Lee is a homemaker in the suburbs and it says that she never met <clears throat> Jay. She doesn't know who this is. But somehow she got her stuff. And the judge, somehow she got her stuff and she came over here and just like, Nobody questioned anything, apparently. Um, the the judge said during trial, he was like, I don't know what to call you. Like, who the fuck are you? What is your name? What do we fucking does, call does you? Does she even know her name at this point? I don't know. Like, she's had so many of them. How is she supposed to remember? <laughs> she reminds me of Char from the original Gundam. Like, he goes through, like, Captain Pickles and I watched... Not even all of his saga. I forgot that's his fucking name now, Captain. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> do, you know, do you know where he got anyway. that name from? I oh, wanted God, to where? name the, a hairless cat that. So I've started playing <laughs> Sims again, right? Uh-huh. Kind of heavily. And one of my characters has a hairless cat. Named Cinnamon. Uh, anyway, anyway, Char goes through like anyway seventeen or eighteen different names in that series. You're right. <laughs> Hilarious. So fucking funny. Um, according to the court records, she claimed that all of these people allowed her to use their names. And any debts that she unwittingly occurred under their information, she was obviously going to pay back. What's the big deal? I I wish a bitch would. I come flying out that chair in the courtroom. Y'all better get me for disorderly (laughs) conduct. Bar me from this place. Yeah, for real. We... mm, No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um... Her lawyers said that the prosecution wasn't actually upset about what she did. They were upset because they couldn't figure out how she pulled it all off. Bro, what? (laughs) What the fuck kind of shit are you talking about? What in the Krispy Kreme fried fuck? Krispy Kreme fried fuck. I like that. That's funny. Like, shut up. Apparently, uh, the FBI was actually already aware of her existence. Which is just like, y'all couldn't warn a bitch. Like, you see her doing all this shit, you couldn't warn nobody. Like, hey, don't, don't believe. Like, you couldn't, like, you couldn't, no anonymous phone call in the middle of the night being like, hey, you should get away from her. Nope. Come on. Fucking assholes. Um... They thought that she might have connections to Chinese intelligence. Again, but just don't stop her from, like, ruining peons' lives, I guess. Uh, She did end up pleading guilty 
actually, I think in, back in 2020 or something, like super recently, she pled guilty in federal court, but only to identity theft and fraud and the speeding through Southwest Virginia, which anything <sighs> above 80 in Virginia is considered reckless driving, and that's a felony by itself. Yeah. So, um, she got a total of 51 months. <laughs> and when the people in Malaysia found out about her sentence, they lodged a report asking for her to be deported, basically. They were like, bring her back Extradited. here. We need to have a talk. Like, we just want to talk. Just turn on your location. We just want to talk. Just want to talk. After her sentencing, she learned that AP, one of the, the, I think the first dude that she scammed, his dad has cancer. And when she learned this, she told her lawyers that she wanted to reach out to share her sympathies. And like, bitch, fuck you. (laughs) Like... Nobody wants your damn sympathies. Give me my money back. Oh, my God. Pay for my trauma therapy. Oh, my God. Sit on a fucking cactus. That's fucking hilarious. Sorry I scammed you out of $75,000. Sorry your dad's got cancer. Sorry your dad's got cancer. Jesus Christ. Apparently outside of the courtroom... AP actually asked a federal agent about getting a restraining order. And, like, good for you. Yeah. You take that step. All right. Here's some um, some more quotes or, like, wild-ass claims that she's made or have been made about her. Uh, there was a federal prosecutor who described her in court as a, quote, one woman crime spree, end quote, which is hilarious. Um, people, again, people talk about her like she's like a fucking wizard. They said, quote, language and emotion are her weapons, and armed with them, she can I- easily infiltrate the mind of anyone she wishes to prey upon, end quote. I wish you try. I'm pretty sure renowned country Bitch. sensation The Chicks wrote a song about her, didn't they? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What? I don't think so. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, not, like, specifically about her, but, like... About Earl? About Earl. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, That's Earl. the only one. I need to, da- I need to download, t- download that to my phone. Actually, I'm doing that right now. Right I forgot now. about that song. You just, re- <laughs> you just reminded me. <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. What a fucking banger. But they, they've got, oh they've my got God. one about making a deal with the devil to uh, seduce men all around the world to get what they want. Oh, I remember. The, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, but thanks for that reminder because that's now oh, on my phone. This episode to brought to you by oh my God. legendary country sensation, The Chicks. The Chicks. Fuck you, Earl. Um, so I was. Me and B went to, me, B, and and Firefly, we went to the mall yesterday, and, like, I plugged my phone into his car Uh because it was dying, and then, like, I was doing something, and then all of a sudden I heard Hamilton start, and I, like, jerked, and I, like, looked at him, and I was, like, he turned it real quick, and I was, like, was that Hamilton? What the fuck are you listening to with Hamilton? And he he looked at me, he was, like, your phone is plugged into my car, you idiot, and I was, like, oh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) that makes much more sense. Um, all right. Anyway, focus. Um, during a brief 
phone interview from jail, she said that all of the people who spoke against her were not actually victims and that they had nothing to do with the situation and that she just doesn't think it's fair. Uh, it's just it's not, not fair. fair it's oh, not fair. <sighs> she, <laughs> her attorney claimed that she, quote, has been a very generous woman. People invest money all the time. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, end quote. And, like, this wasn't a bad parlay on FanDuel, you fucking psychopath. (laughs) That's not what this was. Like, this wasn't YOLOing into fucking GME. That's not what this was. Um... (laughs) Now, that's, that sports agent that I briefly mentioned that she tried to, like, con into helping yeah. her buy the Wizards, he said, quote, Had we known she was not being honest about her real identity, age, and criminal background, we never would have trusted her. Duh. And, like, duh. That's why she was lying Was that to supposed you? to be, like, pro- a profound <laughs> statement? Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> She apparently told a bunch of people that she had access to a government investment fund out of Singapore through her family, but was quote-unquote Google-proof to avoid being killed by people who had kidnapped her father. (laughs) Again, this weird, like, making up these weird-ass stories of like, oh, my dad was kidnapped. Oh, he was killed by terrorists. Like, they just get, it's just so outlandish. (laughs) This is like an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, 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 she also convinced a bunch of people that she was the granddaughter of Singapore's first prime minister. Because that's not something that you could just, I don't know, look up. But she's Google proof, so it won't say. Oh, my God. It it makes my head itch. Like, (laughs) it's so annoying. Um, Right, so her supporters, also known as fucking simps here's what they had to say about her um a bunch of people asked you how the fuck can she afford a lawyer like she's been literally grifting this whole time she's just a grifter uh they were told that she had good friends who just so more people that she's just manipulated uh there was apparently a professional a former professional boxer and one of the washington football coaches in the courthouse and in a letter to the court, he said that she hired him as a personal tra- trainer and proved herself, quote-unquote, impeccable with uh-huh. her word. No. No. Uh, another supporter was Martin Scruggs, the former CIA officer who met her through his girlfriend, apparently. And he said, quote, I sincerely believe that the use of IDs was an attempt to protect her while she conducted business to provide for herself, her family, and others, end quote. First of all... What? Fuck you. Oh, identity theft is fine if it's done for a good cause. Yes, to protect herself. Like, and then my head, when I was reading this, it immediately just started screaming at me, it was only a loaf of bread. Like, I couldn't get... And then I felt like I needed to watch Les Mis. Or Aladdin. So, anyway. Or, or Aladdin. Um, Alright, so the last, the last kind of thing we're going to touch on here is, okay, but where is the fucking money? Right? I'm sure she spent Where's it Where's all. all this money? Yeah, it's fucking gone. I'm, I'm sure it's fucking gone. Fucking gone. 
fucking it was spent on cars, clothes, Patrick plastic yeah. surgery, purses, that fucking apartment. Yeah, it was spent on things but we don't know for sure. But we don't know for sure because she didn't use banks. Jesus. What she would do is she used money transfers like her personal bank. So she would like have people transfer it to someone and then they would like either transfer it to her and she would pull it out or they would just pull it out and just give it give the money to her. Oh my god. So it never like interacted with any kind of bank or any kind of like facility at all that would be able to track any of it. She just fucking paid in cash for everything. Uh she claimed that she lived off of the money that she lived off of and that she wasn't using for these fucking quote unquote investments was money that she got when she worked as a plastics executive. I can't find any record of her ever working in any capacity. Well, maybe if we knew her real name. So sure, Jan. <laughs> sure. Sure. And, and that's the end of the story. She is, as far as I know, she's still in jail. The people are still trying to move on and get their life back together and seeing trauma therapists, I hope. Wow. And that's it. Fucking wild. <laughs> Fucking wild. <laughs> Fucking wild, dude. We both said that at the same time. Fucking wild. At the exact wild. same time. It's just, it's craziness. It's, it's complete and total, just like chaos. I don't. I don't understand it. I, I'm so baffled that she was able to do this for like so many years, decades, and people were standing up for her. Fucking simping. She's like, the God original damn. e girl. <laughs> Yonner's who? That's the like, that's I the only can't... one I know because Captain Pickles watches VTubers and I I I don't. <laughs> I don't know any of them. I know Bathwater Girl. I know Jojo Siwa. <laughs> She's not an e-girl. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so thoughts. Yeah, what about concerns, them? Concerns, questions. <laughs> um, no. I mean, just damn. Like, boss babe. You know? Hashtag girl boss. Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh my like, god. I, I just, I can't handle this bitch. I can't either. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, like, treating people like this. It's, it's insane. Like, I don't understand it. Like, how can you do all of this and like ruin people's like it's so fascinating to me it is so incredibly fascinating because i could never never mm -mm. could i treat someone mm -mm. like this like i would feel like the biggest piece of shit fucking wild all right um so yeah uh subscribe for if, if you, you like, us. like butterflies, I don't know. Oh uh, <laughs> all of our 
All of our socials are basically chaotic nonsense pod. Uh, go leave us a fucking weird voicemail thing that apparently you can do now still on our pod page. Uh, all the links to everything will be in the description box. And uh, I guess it's time for the sign off, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. So sign off today is... Why did I pick this one? Never miss a good chance to shut up. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. All right. Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs>